This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. So I'm going to say what I need to say and do what God has called me to do. And so welcome to Revival. Amen. 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 Grab your Bibles if you would and rest upon your feet. We thank God for all the officers and ministers and deacons of this great church. Thank you for the spirit of excellence you walk in. I want to look at James chapter 1. want to key in on verse 6 and 7. James 1. Verses 6 and 7. Say amen if you have it. If you don't have it, say wait on me, preacher. James 1, 6 and 7 says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I want to talk just for a few minutes. I want to talk from the thought. A faith that stands still. I want to talk from the thought, a faith that stands still. You may rest yourselves in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I want to begin this morning by saying that there's a certain posture you must have if you desire to experience the manifestation of God's power in your life. Uh, when you talk about posture, uh, we're talking about a mental and a spiritual attitude. Uh, when we talk about posture, we're talking about your disposition. Uh, we're talking about your position. We're talking about your aspect, your, your demeanor, your bearing, your, your, your stance. Say bearing. Say stance. When I was in the military, uh, the military was big on not losing your military bearing. And as a soldier, you had to walk a certain way. As a soldier, you had to stand a certain way. As a soldier, you had to interact with others a certain way. Uh, you, if your posture wasn't right, uh, when you was talking to others, it could cost you. It could cost you to be kicked out of the service. There was a consequence you had to face when your posture was out of order. A close friend of mine, we went in on the buddy system and we went excited about going into the Air Force and when we got there we was about maybe in the sixth week or so and my friend got in some trouble. Uh, he was on the way to the shaving clinic to follow up on his shaving waiver. And as he was walking to the shaver clinic, with shaving clinic, we're in basic training. So the rules are, if you're going on an appointment, you're supposed to march to that appointment, do what you're supposed to do, and come back. And so while he's walking to the shaving clinic with another airman, they're walking. He begins to talk. And as he begins to talk while he's walking, the man that wrote the military basic training handbook sees him. He pulls over and he says, Airman, what are you all doing? And he's looking, he's looking confused. He said, do you know that you cannot talk and walk while you're going to appointment? You're in basic training. We don't tolerate that. Get in the car. 
So they put, they put him and the other guy in the car, and they bring him before these big wigs, these, the, the, these higher power. And while they're there, my buddy's standing there, and he's in attention. But while he's in attention, he's making all these faces. He's like, they, they, they're talking to him, he's like, and that's, you don't do that as a soldier. And so what they conveyed to him, look, uh, you're already out of order. And since you're losing your military bear, and since you're losing your posture, and you in, six, you in your six-week of basic training, we getting ready to take you back to day one. And so my buddy, he's there wrestling in his mind, and he comes upstairs to the squadron. He's upset. He's crying. He said, man, they're getting ready to send me back to day one. I said, hold up. Let me go talk to the sergeant. And the sergeant conveys to me. He said, Reese. He said, yeah, that's right. Your buddy's getting ready to go back. He said, the problem is that your buddy, he lost his military baron. While he was talking to the big wigs, while he was talking to people in higher power, he lost control. I said, Sergeant, there's anything you can do? He said, yeah, if he can go downstairs and not lose his military baron, he may remain with the squadron. So I immediately ran to him. I said, look, man, I don't know what you got going on in your head, but you're going, we came in together, we going home together. And so this is what I need you to do. I, I need you to go down before those big wigs. I need you to stand in attention, and I need you to make sure that you don't lose your military bearing. I need you to say yes, sir. I need you to say no, sir. I need you to do whatever they're asking you to do so we can get out of here together. Can I tell you, once he began to follow directions, he went downstairs, he told them what, what, what the sergeant told him. He stood in attention, and guess what? We came home together. What are you trying to say, Pastor Reese? What I'm trying to say, many of us are being delayed some blessings because we're losing our posture in faith. Faith, We're losing our bearing in faith. And God said, I need you to take a stand. I need you to stay the course. I don't need you to give up. So watch this. He, 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 he was about to be delayed and set back and held back from something he wanted to achieve all because he lost his military baron. It's a shame many of us can't graduate from situations. We can't even graduate from dilemmas. We can't even graduate from crisis because we don't have the right posture. When we begin to go through, we, we begin to walk around with our lips poked out. The man, the God told you, hey, how you sit down on God? When you had the game, you up, you're giving the game and, and the players, you're giving a shout out to them. How when you come to church, you can't give God your praise. Every time, every opportunity, when your feet touch the floor, when you open your eyes, say, God, I just want to give it up to you. God, I just want to honor you. God, I want to adore you because you've been so good to me. And so there's a, there's a certain way huh, you, you have to walk as a follower of Christ. Uh, you, if you want to tap into unlimited overflow, there's a certain posture you have to have. And so, and so can, I give you, can I give you the barren you must maintain? One, you got to walk by faith. You got to live by faith. You got to walk in love. You got to walk in joy. You got to walk in peace. You got to be able to deal with long suffering. You got to be able to have kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And you talking about you want to go to the next level? And you losing your posture? 
And many of us lost our posture in this pandemic. A lot. Can I tell you, man, in the midst of this pandemic, this the best. I, man, I, 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 man, I don't know what everybody else, body else been through, but I know God been good to me while I was in the pandemic. God opened some doors while I was in the pandemic. He paid some ways in the pandemic. He, he, he turned some situations around in the pandemic. I got to discover some things about myself in the pandemic. Me and my wife got close in the pandemic. God elevated us in the pandemic. I'm here to let you know when you posture yourself right. God will do it for you. And so it's imperative that you that you position yourself in the things of God. Where you stand and how you stand matters. Uh, where you stand and how you stand determines what is manifested in your life. It's no secret that the devil will try to knock you back from your stance of faith. When you're facing difficult challenges, he wants you to lose your posture in faith. He doesn't want you to walk in the will of God for your life. His assignment is to kill, steal, and destroy you. However, in this pivotal moment, when he's pushing his hardest, you must be aware that you stand at a crossroad. You either, you either stay the course or allow the enemy to push you off the path. You have a crucial choice to make. You can give up or you can stand your ground or you can declare, I refuse to move off my position. The word of God is true. And I don't know about you, but I'm not backing up. I'm not backing off. Devil, you might as well bring it because come hell or high water, we, 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 we going down with the camp because I know if God for me, can't nobody be against me. I'm about it, about it. So bring it what you got. Bring your best shot because I know what faith will do. I, I know every time I've been in a situation, God has brought me through it. God, uh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on my way up. And so I dare you to dare you to tell yourself right now, that, 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 that I refuse to move. Say, say, I refuse to move. Say, no matter what, I will maintain my posture and not lose my bearing. I like to hear that. Let, let me hear you say, I will stand firm and not be moved. Uh, uh, follow me. I'm going somewhere. If, if you had trouble... Standing firm in your faith against the pressures of the enemy in the past. Don't feel condemned. Just receive this message and be encouraged that the Lord is about to get you back on your feet. For those of you who have been knocked off your feet, shout them going for it all the way. Shout them going for it again. Oh, come on, y'all sound like some Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Say, say, I'm going for it all the way. Say, I'm going for it again. You, you, you don't even know what you just put in the atmosphere. You, you, you don't even know you how you upset the devil. He don't like you releasing stuff in the atmosphere. And so God told me to tell you as we embark on this revival, no more fear. No more doubt. No more procrastination. More, no more quitting. Let me hear you say shout. Let me hear you say uh, 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 shout. Uh, uh, I'm all the way up. No, you you. you. You don't know what you just said. Say, say it again. Say, I'm all the way up. Say, my mind is up. My body is up. My spirit is up. My faith is up. My wisdom is up. My love is up. My joy is up. My peace is up.
My kindness is up. My patience is up. My goodness is up. Say my faithfulness is up. Say I'm all the way up. You got to declare that nothing can stop me now. I know made it. The devil shouldn't not let me see made it first because, man, I got my momentum now. You thought you had me in January, but, man, when I stepped in and made it first today, man, something shifted. Y'all don't know what you just stepped into. You just stepped in a new momentum. Shout them on my way. And so, and so why, you, why, you, why you got us, why you got us, why you got us shout? Because you've been wearing your mask too long. And you've been muzzling your praise. And so it's vital, watch this, that you open your mouth. God has given you a voice that vibrates in the heavens. So much is within, your, within our lives, a voice activated, that some things won't happen until you open your mouth. Job 22 and 28 says, you shall decree a thing and it will be established. You got the power to speak the mountains. They will be moved and cast into the sea. The mountains will obey you. There, there are some things that don't happen until heavens speak. So don't sit there and be quiet for the rest of this year. You better learn how to talk back to the devil. You better learn how to rebuke the devil and take authority over the, over the mountains he's put in your way. You better learn how to open your mouth and prophesy because some things will not happen until it, uh, unless his voice released. I'm here to let you know today you got to understand. You got to break that spirit of fear. You got to break that spirit of doubt. You got to understand there's another level you got to tap into. And so it's time. It's time to break the assignment of hell against your voice. The devil don't want you to speak. So you got to open your mouth. I prophesy with my kids. I prophesy with my wife. I prophesy over my relatives. I prophesy over my church. I put things in the atmosphere and double dare the devil to come against me. Because if God be for you, can't no devil, demon, or imp be against you. So, so you got to understand this. You, 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 you got to make some things happen with your voice. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Be seated. My, my buddy's sitting over there, and, and he, he has a tendency to show off a little bit. His house, he's a, he's a, he's a techie guy. So he got, he got one of those smart houses. So, we, he, we, you know, he first got this little setup. He, he, wanted, he kept trying to get me to come over to his crib. I said, I get by there. I get by. I get by. He said, no, just, 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 just come through. I never made it through. So one day we're hanging out. He said, I got to go by the house and get something. I, I knew he was up to something. So he said, I said, I'll stay in the car. I said, no, get out. Come in. Come in. He walks in. He says, Siri, watercolors. This jazz come on. Siri, go to the training station of watercolors. Jazz come. Siri. Turn up the volume. I said, I hear you, dog. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And so I'm realizing that because of the environment that he has, which is a very conducive environment to relax and to just, I just like his setup. 
Because of the environment he has, it, and if I want that environment, I got to come up to the level that he's on and start operating with voice-activated things. And so I'm looking, I'm looking in the spirit realm, and I'm saying, man, that to preach. Many people cannot operate on a spiritual level like other folks because they don't understand the power of open their mouths and declare and decree a thing. And when you open your mouth, heaven move on your behalf. And when you begin to speak and declare a thing, it got to come to pass if it lined up with the word of God. So no more being quiet. You got to make some noise. You got to open your mouth, and you got to declare what thus says the Lord. Nobody should have to tell you somebody. You tell yourself I'm somebody. Nobody has to tell you God's going to do great things in your life. You tell yourself God's going to do great things in your life. Nobody has to tell you fine. You tell yourself you're fine. Nobody has to tell you how anointed you are. You tell yourself. And so, and so, and so the devil wants you to be afraid to say what God said. But you cannot be afraid. Huh. I was dropping my son off probably about two years ago to college. And uh, he, he's at Liberty University and he's down on a football scholarship. And so we pull up on the campus and he see uh, uh, Malik Willis, quarterback, I think uh, Tennessee Titans just got him. He sees his posters all over the campus. He looked at me and said, Dad, that's going to be me one day. I looked back. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, that, you taught us to declare and decree a thing. So I'm putting it in the atmosphere. Can I tell you two months ago, he sent me a picture with him on a billboard. He sent me some pictures of his face all over the campus. I'm here to let you know when you understand the power of you opening your mouth and put it in the atmosphere, things to start manifesting on your behalf. I double dare you to open your mouth for about 30 seconds right now and tell God what you want. Tell God what you need him to do. Tell God what you're standing there uh, waiting on for. Tell God what you're depending on him for. Tell God what he promised you. Tell God. And so... And so if you're going to experience a breakthrough, you, you got to be able to deal with that difficult situation. You got to take a bold stance in faith. And yes, it may be a time in your life that the answer is not manifested. And just because you requested it in the course of God's will, the answer doesn't always come quickly. Because there's a devil out there that doesn't want you to experience God's will for your life. Watch this. And, you, and the devil's not your own enemy. Pastor just told us our flesh. We got to deal with our flesh. And so and so and so I was telling, I was telling the church the other week when I was a little boy, man, I, I enjoyed going on rides. And, and me and my buddies, we'll be sitting in the back seat and we'll see a car we want or desire to have. We say bingo. And what that mean, that's my car. As I got older, I realized that bingo, it worked. I just said, Holy Ghost. That's my car. Holy Ghost. That's my house. Holy Ghost. That's my property. Holy Ghost. That's my open door. 
Holy Ghost, that's my promotion. Holy Ghost, that's my elevation. Holy Ghost. And so what are you saying, Pastor Reese? I'm saying you got to open your mouth. You, you got to believe that manifestation is here. You, you got to talk a kingdom language. Kings and queens don't have a shut mouth. Kings and queens declare and decree things. They sit on their throne. They put it in the atmosphere. You got to understand who you are. You a king. You a queen. You got a prophetic anointing on your life. You got to declare. You got to decree. You got to, oh my God, who am I talking to? Say, preacher, you're talking to me. I'm declaring it, I'm decreeing it, and it is so. Uh, let me get out of here. I got to go. I got to go. So James 1 and 6, James 1 and 6, I got to go. It, 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 James right here, he describes an unwavering attitude of a believer uh, that a believer must have when he asks God for something. He says, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. First of all, James, he told us that we must ask. The word ask in the Greek means to be firm, to be adamant in requesting assistance to tangible needs, such as food and shelter, money and so forth. So right here, he, he, he shows that the petitioner is so sure that his request is correct. That he asks boldly as with expectation to receive what he's firmly requesting. He asks boldly. He's not second guessing. He's not stuttering. He asks boldly. And not only asks boldly, but he, he, he has a level of expectation. And so this depicts a person who speaks up, speaks out, and prays boldly with authority. The problem with the church, we got so many wimps in the church. We can shout a good shout. We can dance a good dance. But when it comes to opening our mouths, we, we, we don't know what to say. When you know who you are in God, when you know the power that God has vested in you, you can open your mouth with authority and you can call things, you can speak things, you can rebuke the devil, say I'm bold and I'm bad about it. And so let me say it again. Here, 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 here. Second, James, James said that we must ask in faith. The Greek word, uh, Right here, it, 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 it focus, as we focus on the word in, it, 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 it's something that a person is locked into. As something that's immovable. In other words, the person is, is praying for a stable, immovable, decided position when you're in something. Especially when you're in faith. This is what you decided that you're going to stand on. Pastor Reese, I'm believing God for a 10, and I'm not accepting a 5. I want him to be a praying man. I want him to be a working man. I want him to be an anointed man. I want him to be a prophet, priest, and a king. I want him to love me like Christ loved the church. I don't want a piece of man. I want a whole man.
I don't want a man bringing all this extra baggage. He can bring some, but I don't need the extra because all of us got to live with us. But I want a man that's going to love me like oh, he loves God. So, and so, so what we do, we, we, we settle down. We settle. Well, child, I'm, I'm, I'm getting about 50-something, 60-something. And you know, I'm about to get 70, and so I ain't even mad. Girl, I'm setting my ways. It ain't nothing a man can do for me. You ain't met the right man. I don't care if he's 80 years old. If he loves God, he's on fire for God, he's in tune with the things of God. See, a man ain't concerned about giving you a car, giving you a house. When it comes to man, you need a man that's going to lead you. You need a man, ah, oh, you ain't feeling me today. See, a lot of women, y'all want man, a man to buy you something. But see, my question with my wife, babe, I just want a baby to lead. If I can't lead, I can't be a real man. It's something about leading as a man, because if you let me lead, I'll take you some places you've never been. If you let me lead, I'll show you what a new level look like. If you let me lead, girl, I'll take you to the promised land. If you let me lead, And so that's what I stood boldly on. I didn't want a woman snapping her neck at me. I didn't want a woman that know anything about tithing. I wanted a woman that loved God. And find his wine. I'm just being real. I couldn't have you loving God and I can't look at you in your eyes. I just... That, that don't work for me. I, I got to be able to look at you. I got to be able to see you stretch your stuff. I know all that going to drop one day, but while it's up, I want to look at it. And so I told God what I wanted. And so let me get out of here. Let me, I'm getting into marriage 202. Let me get out of here. And so, and so, and so, you, you, when you're in faith, when you're in faith, you are praying for a stable in movable, decided position. You know what you want, and you're not going to budge. You know what you want, and you're not going to budge. Have you ever been to the car lot and hear this? You got your eyes on a car, and this joker come out saying, look, you know, well, mm, they're they, they not going to be able to finance you with that, but if you go down probably a couple of thousand, maybe 4,000, you probably can get it. That ain't what I asked for. And so let me go come back because I'm waiting on God to do what I know he said he's going to do. And so I'm going to stand bold on this. You ain't going to give me what you want to give me. I'm going to wait on God. See, the enemy will try to give you stuff that God hadn't even ordained. And that's why you got to understand waiting is important. So you got to stand still and see the salvation. Lord. Say I'm standing still. Now let me get out of here. So third, the verse says that we must ask in faith and not doubt. The word doubt in, in the Greek means to differ, to be at variance with oneself. In other words, your mouth may be saying all the right words, but your heart is not really in agreement. Oh, I'm about to help somebody right here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a mouth full of correct, empty words. You hear people always talking about what they're going to do. How I'm on my way doing this and I'm about to do this. I don't knock that, but until your heart and mouth are in, in agreement, you're not really asking in faith. And so James tells us that, that we must ask with our hearts with, that, 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 that are in, in agreement with our mouths. So the enemy knows when your mouth comes in agreement with your heart, 
you become unstoppable. He knows that. He knows can't no devil stop you. He knows that he 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 knows that God is on your side. He he knows that doors are open for you. He knows that. And so you gotta let your mouth come in agreement with your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you wouldn't happen to be out of alignment. Oh, shucks, preacher, you meddling now. When you're out of alignment, that means you're saying one thing, but doing another. When you're out of alignment, that, that, that means you're portraying, you're faking it till you make it. But when you're in alignment, you don't have to fake it till you make it. You walk right. You talk right. You put things in the atmosphere. You lay hands. You, you prophesy. You declare. You decree. You understand that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And so James tells us, he tells us that we, we our hearts and our mouth got to be in agreement. I got to close with it. For, close with it. Fourth James says that if we're not asking in faith, we're not standing firm in our position of faith. We're like until wave of the sea. Watch this. Waves may look impressive, but waves, <laughs> help me preach, they don't last long. And likewise, a person who doesn't stand firm in faith may temporarily look or sound impressive when they pray. But like a wave of the sea, his prayers and desires are ever-changing. And so therefore, they're not standing. One day they're praying, I rebuke you, Satan. Get out of my house. The next day they're like, oh, shuck, man. I don't know what's going on. Every time I turn around, something's going on. I keep praying, but nothing happens. You got to understand, that's, that's the enemy playing mind games on you. See, the thing, what, what's the title of the message? Faith stands still. And we got to learn how to stand still. We, we got to know how to stay in place. Don't let nobody pull you out your place. Stand still. Don't let nobody uh, try to woo you and smooth talk you. Stand still. Say stand still. And so in verse 7, James continues to say, let no man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Watch this and I'm done. It's not that God doesn't want to bless this man I'm talking about. He can't bless the man. Because the man doesn't stay in a position of faith long enough to receive answers to his prayers. And the problem with us in this pandemic, I'm talking to you all at home, you have left your post. It, you can't tell me you can have worship at home. Yeah, you can. But it's something when you come into the house of the Lord. It's something when we're in an agreement. It's something when we're on one accord. You ain't really paying attention to me. You run into the refrigerator, getting your sandwich, eating your breakfast. You're doing a, man, God needs you in place. So many of us, we're like the waves. We're like the waves. We're shifting all the time. From one request to another. Shifting. From one request to another. First you say you want this. Then you say you want that. That door won't open. So now you change your mind. No, that ain't how we do it. Watch this and I'm out. Consider your walk with God today. Perhaps 
this is the reason why your prayer request hasn't been answered. Because you never locked in. You never locked in. You never locked in. I have the joy of doing personal training. And it's amazing how when people come to me, uh, they, they have this idea of uh, the body image they want. And I tell them, I say, hey, that can come to pass. It can come to pass. But you got to stay locked in. You can't come in the gym three weeks and don't see nothing happening and jump ship. You got to stay locked in. You can't get to uh, my number six and nothing ain't really changed like you wanted to change. You got to stay locked in. See what I try to do? I try to give them the 12 months. Because when I give them the 12 months, eating and working out now becomes a lifestyle. So when I'm trying to convey to them, if you stay locked in, things going to change immediately, not immediately, but eventually. And that's how it is when the things to God. When you come to church week after week and hell is breaking out in your life, you got to stay. When you praising God and worshiping God and things still don't turn around and you've been in a situation about three or four months, you got to stay. When it gets to the point now people around you die and you're trying to figure out what's going on, my money is acting funny, and now here it is, you get the week, now, I mean, uh, month number eight, and things still haven't changed, you got to stay. But it's something about you get it that ninth month, and you begin to see manifestation. And you're able to look back and say, man, all my praising God is not in vain. They didn't understand when I was down and out, I kept praising God. When they wrote me off, I kept praising God. My family walked out on me, I kept praising God. I had to, some folks to leave me and betray me, but I kept praising God. Look at your name and say, I'm on my way up. You got to understand, when you stand in your place of faith, God cannot do nothing but elevate you. But you have to understand that this is only for a moment. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Let me give you this, and I'm done. Have a seat. I asked God for elevation in my life. and Didn't know how God was going to do it. I was one of those pastors. I've been doing this now. Pastoring well over 25 years. Been in the ministry probably about 30-something. Uh, so I was one of those pastors that pretty much got my routine down. Matter of fact, Mostly I was on the golf course every day, having a blast, having fun. And God said, Reese, you're talking about elevation. You got all these great expectations, but where's your preparation? Reese, you're talking about you want to travel the world and you want to raise up leaders. Where, where's your preparation? Resource officer at my church that works for Fulton County School came to me. He said, hey, man, uh, Pastor, you, you'll do good in the school. I said, man, I ain't trying to work nowhere. Dude, I've been balling, chilling for 20-some years. I ain't trying to be around no folks like that. <laughs> no, nobody get to tell me what to do. I get to do what I want to do. I make appointments. I want to counsel appointments. I feel like doing counseling. I can do it. If I don't feel like doing counseling, I, I just call and counsel the counselor. He said, Pastor, seriously. You'll do good with kids. I said, what am I going to do? He said, you're going to do what I do. I said, what? P 
be a resource officer. I said, man, I ain't got time for that. My wife comes home. She had been telling me this for years. She was working at Camp Creek Middle School at the time. She said, you know, you'll do so good with kids. I said, babe, I ain't got time. She said, you don't have a job anyway. You need to go somewhere and work. <laughs> I said, really? So anyway, I went to go put in the application. And a year later, they called me. And God said, yeah, you, you, you going to work for this school? First, when they, I went, had to go through three interviews, they said, you come highly recommended. I said, really? <laughs> so they hired me on the spot. And God said, you're you going to work at this school, and you're going to do what you should have been doing while you was wasting time. I said, what do you mean? God said, you're going to get your tail back in school. And so while I'm on the interview, I said, hey, let me ask you this. I, I don't mind working for the school. I got one, I got one request. Can I read? They said, you can read all you want. You a pastor, right? I said, yeah. I said, you can, you can read, you can prepare your sermon, you can do all you want. So immediately I, got, immediately I got back in school. And God said, go ahead, fill out the app. You're going to get your master's. And so they hired me. They hired me as a security guy. Security guy. And somebody messed up and Googled my name. They said, man, you ain't got no business here. What are you doing here? Man, you're a pastor, man. I hope... Man, I, all kind of folks know you. I said, I'm on assignment. I said, keep, shh, shh. So while being on assignment, my job was to be the security guy. They began to see the stature I walked in, and how God had his hands on my life. And now I'm in the principal's office. I'm in the principal office giving the principal advice. This principal, he gets ready to transition out of school. The new principal comes to school to the school. He said he's the sage of the school. He's a man of wisdom. My job is security job. I'm not doing security no more. I am, I name myself, I am a vice principal. Because I'm at a predominantly pretty much white school, but when they, when they have kids that look like me, they call me in. And so when I walk in, I say, you know why I'm here? They said, no, no, Officer Reese. I said, I'm here because you look like me. And this ain't the type of environment you do what you do because these people will put you out of this school. And so long as I'm here, I'm going to be a blessing to you, and I'm assigned to you because I'm on assignment, and I'm going to make sure you graduate. And so the whole while, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm, I'm, I'm there, and I'm, I'm the security guy. Two years pass. Next thing you know, bam, I got my master's. Sitting at a desk. God used the foolish things to confound the wise. So now God says, go get your doctorate. Yeah. So I get ready to start on my doctorate. They said, Mr. Reese, because of COVID, we got to let you go. They said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to go do what I was doing before I got here. <laughs> you can play golf in, in COVID. I'm going to the golf course. <laughs> if I got to play all by myself. And so they said, oh, okay, understand, we understand, but we hate to see you leave. I said, hey, no problem, man. This job wasn't all that. To me, I was on assignment. Three weeks passed, they came back, they said, Mr. Reese, we got to talk to you. We got a position open. We got, we, we got a virtual layout spot. We want you to know where you take this position. I said, what, 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 what I'm doing? 
doing it. So you're going to be in the lab and all you're going to do is oversee the kids and make sure the computer, they own the computers. And you're going to have your, you baby sit. You got a copier. I said, man, I'm thinking that's just what I need to finish this doctorate out. I got a desk now. I got a printer now so I can print all my research. I said, God, you so awesome. So now, 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 I accept the job. They said, look, uh, Mr. Reese, do you know you're accepting this job? You're probably going to be six or $7,000 shy of what you was making. I said, no problem. I told you I'm here on assignment. They said, man, this can't, this, some, this, this don't make sense. You, you mean to tell, I said, yeah. Well, they want you to sign, they want you to sign an agreement that you're taking a pay cut and, 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 and you're signing off that it's okay. I said, no problem. Get HR to call me. I'm cool with that. Signed it off. Later, HR says, sir, are you okay? I said, ma'am, I love what I do. I'm on an assignment. I can see her probably looking at the phone. I'm on assignment at Johns Creek High School. So they come back two weeks later. They said, Mr. Reese, we know you took a pay cut, but guess what? We got, they getting ready to introduce a new sports to Fulton County School, flag football. We want to know will you be the flag football coach. I said, sure. How much it pay? They said it's gonna be a couple of thousand. I said, sure. While we got you here, track season to come. We heard that you know your son ran track, all your kids run track, you love track. We don't know would you be a track coach. I said, sure. How much you pay? Everything that I thought I lost. Because I realized I'm walking in faith, God gave it back to me. I'm here to let you know when you stay the course, stand your ground, stand your stands, and don't lose your bearing, God will elevate you. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of man what God has in store for you. Stand! And stay in your place. I'm done. I got about three more months and I'll be wrapping this doctorate up. And I got it all while just sitting there at that school. And God is so awesome. The principal came to me and said, look, man, we know your thing is leadership. Would you even consider being a principal? God is amazing. I said, they may not want me a principal. I'll probably be Joe Clark with the bat. I I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I'll be walking around the school. They said, the kids love you here. When you stand in faith, God, you can play softly. God will move on your behalf. And things will begin to manifest. All you got to do is stand still and stand in faith. I teach my kids that. Everybody close to me, I teach them that. My daughter was, she had wanted to go to Spelman, and both of my daughters got two, well, I got one graduated now and one getting ready to go this year, and the first one was getting, was getting ready to go, and they denied her. They said, your daddy made too much money. They didn't want to give us scholarships. She said, but this is what God told me to go. She pinned the letter, pinned the letter, and said, I think it's unfair that here it is. Y'all got all this scholarship money. People don't even want to go to school. Whatever she said, she ended up getting a scholarship. So she graduated, and she was d d deciding about law school. She said, I don't want to go to Harvard, Daddy. Uh, you know, they gave me an offer, but I want to be around us. A uh, little mixture of us, she said. So she wrote Emory. Emory denied her. She, she said she stood her ground, stood her ground, standing still. Emory ended up right in the back. Hey, we accept you. But watch this, though. Watch this. 
What you're going through is not just for you. My second daughter getting ready to go to spare, when they denied her, like, bam, shot her out of there. My first daughter, my, 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 well, my third daughter, my second daughter come to her and say, look, you can't give up, sis. That's just part of the process. Write a letter telling them why you really want to go. Don't tell them because I'm your sister, because of who your daddy is. You write, and you write from your heart. And she wrote from her heart. And she got accepted. Because she's willing to stay in faith. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but it's time for you to understand that you got to stay in faith. You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant Ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Giveify. For Giveify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melvin Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Millen Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.